welcome to Centered Sunday with the Resilient Me and your host, Sheree Shy Holmes. Our topic for today is why do we eat we are not hungry? And it's something that I know that we all can relate to. All of us have shared in it. We've eaten when we weren't hungry. And I mean, food can make us feel good. That's, I mean, the long and short of it is food can make us feel good and enjoying a quick snack can boost our mood. It can boost your productivity at work and uh, sometimes even in make your relationships better, depending on who you're talking to while you're eating. So like it changes your whole mood. I, I have can admit that I've been hangry before and by the time we finished eating, I went from being hangry to being very nice again, back to my normal self. So it does, it has a big impact on how you feel and how you treat other people. So I would I would have to say um, probably my most critical moment to overeat or to eat when I'm not hungry is at the end of a meal, especially if the meal is good because it's savory or it's spicy or it's salty and I'm loving and enjoying all these flavors happening in my mouth. And I'm like, just another bite, just another piece. And really, I know that I'm going a little bit too far. But another part to that is sometimes when you're eating and you're eating fast, right? Because the food tastes good and you're just like, ah, 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 just kind of like throwing it back as fast as possible. That's me. Um, by the time you actually have eaten the, the bite that's going to make you full, your body needs about 15 minutes to catch up, to digest that, to let you know that you're full. So it's also very easy to overeat because we're overriding our bodily function to send us that signal because you're moving too fast in the consumption of your food. But whatever the case is, I'm actually going to jump into several reasons why. And then I think it's five. five yeah, five reasons why. And then I'm going to give you some quick tips to help you deal with that. I think one of them is not a quick tip. Um, I do get into it a little bit at length because I think it's an issue um, that definitely needs to be addressed. But let's jump into it. Number one is boredom. Boredom is one of the things that can happen to you. And it happens to me too, especially people that it's weird, like perfectionists like to feel like they're always doing something and somehow eating counts as productivity. Don't ask me why I was wired that way, but I'm not the only person that's a perfectionist that actually will find eating as an activity. So boredom can lead to eating when you're not even hungry. So you can go to the refrigerator. If you, there's nothing going on, go to the refrigerator. You can kind of just like open the fridge, like mindlessly, like scan and look to see if there's anything for you to snack on. You can, you know, go to like at work, you can go to like a break room and look and see if there's any treats. Also look and see if you've left any food in the fridge. <laughs> I'm talking about myself right here. Have I left any food in the fridge that I might need to get thrown out? Or let me see if I can actually eat this. Uh, sometimes you also use it as, as a form of procrastination, right? Maybe you got a big project. Maybe you got some homework to do. Um, maybe you have a deadline that you got to meet. And it's a, like a form of like, okay, let me distract myself for this particular moment and just go eat some food. So here is your quick tip. When you are bored, what you need to do is redirect that activity to engage your brain. You, you're bored, which means your brain isn't being stimulated. So find something to stimulate your brain that does not have to do with food. So 
With that being said, you can go talk to your coworker. If you're at home or you have the, the time, you could even do like a mini workout. Do like 10 jumping jacks and five reverse lunges and five forward lunges and go up and down the stairs at work. Do something of that nature to help distract you. If you have puzzles at your desk or at home or on your phone or games, maybe spend like five, 10 minutes just distracting yourself, getting breaking through that boredom and shifting yourself away from calories that are just not going to be healthy and have any benefit to your body whatsoever in that moment. All right, number two, the need to taste. Ha, okay, so I'm gonna be honest here. The need to taste comes from the perspective of having something in your mouth, whether it's the texture or the actual taste or the stimulation of what it feels like in your mouth. For me, this is marshmallows. Like, I can't buy marshmallows. I just can't buy them and think that I'm not gonna kill that whole bag or bags, right? I'll buy them for like, baking something or making s'mores i used to try to buy them for hot cocoa but i can't have hot cocoa and i can't have either one because both of those will get abused by me (laughs) i'm just being honest i know my weaknesses i know my weak points so with me marshmallows and i'm trying to describe this so that you guys can think like yeah there's some certain foods that i like that do the same exact thing for me so with marshmallows i like that like chalky taste that happens when you put it in is like a dry chalkiness and then I squeeze it down and it like oozes out all the gooeyness in on my tongue which is another completely different gummy like texture than the chalkiness that originally happened and then I just like squeezing squeeze, like I continuously squeeze it until it completely dissolves it was a whole experience I know that was a lot But sometimes we will eat for that. Like if I have a bag of marshmallows, I will literally go to the bag when I am not hungry and just want to feel that in my mouth and I will just keep eating them. So think about what foods in particular you do that with. And then here's a quick tip for you. For me, it's gum. So if I have like some sort of need to have something in my mouth for that particular moment, I will actually use gum. A lot of people know I have a ton of gum around me. If you need gum, actually, she probably got some in her purse. And this is one of the reasons why. I do like having that feeling, the crunchiness. Like there's a specific type of gum that I like, um, which is dentine ice, which has that hard crunchy shell. And then the inside is the the gummy part. I like that. There's also... um, a different brand icebreaker has like these this crystals on the inside and they have grape gum and they have another winter fresh brand i like both of those uh there's another one by trident <laughs> giving you guys the scoop on gum that's like gooey if it gushes out like a fruit burst on the inside i don't know how to explain it whatever it is It's very little calories and it fulfills that need for me. So I'm going to encourage you to try and find something to substitute that, the the need to have that oral um, sensation of different textures and flavors and whatnot in your mouth that's causing you to eat calories that you don't need. Let's see here. Um, Oh, there's another one. So you guys, I actually do use tooth powder when I brush my teeth. And so if you guys like this, like feeling in your mouth 
the tooth powder uses baking soda in it just a little bit not too much that's crazy just a little bit so when i put it in my mouth it actually bubbles up a bit and fizzes i love that feeling like i can't explain to you why but it's so much fun it's like a little car wash in my mouth happening so there you go gum brushing your teeth and if you have any other ideas let me know minty flavors also help kill cravings so try a couple of those things all right number three stress and overwhelm have to work we have to learn how to work through your stress what happens is if we allow stress to arise now stress on its own is not bad but if we allow stress to arise it builds that energy has to go somewhere and so what happens when we aren't able to release it we will feel like we can release it while we eat food why because the food is distracting us and the food is somewhat comforting i have been in those places years ago where i would be able to take like a container of um gel my favorite was like this gelato ice cream that i used to get um i won't say where <laughs> it was this gelato ice cream that i used to get we had a deep fudge in the middle of it i could take a whole bowl of that or let's be honest the carton and i would just sit there and i'd be like oh this is so good and i was so stressed at work that was the only way that at the moment that i knew how to release that stress so it was really like this you know dopamine's being released while i'm eating my my uh, ice cream my gelato and i'm just having this quiet moment solitude i'm uh decompressing from the day and that was the only way that i knew how to do it but there are other ways so your quick tip for this specific one is find another way to release your stress so that could be walking, that could be working out, um, that could be talking to family or friends, somewhere where you can actually release and let go. Meditation is also very, very good. Something, something that I have been working on like the last two years that works very well for me. Also doing yoga. So you gotta find out what works for you to help you release the stress so that you're not turning to food as your constant comfort. All right, number four, I'm going to dive into this one just a little bit um, deeper than I did with the other ones. Number four, the reason why we eat when we aren't hungry is sometimes because we're lonely. And this one kind of hurts me to say because I have done this and I've been in this place and I know other women who have done this as well. So I just wanted to go a little deeper here to help. So one thing I noticed when I was eating because I was lonely is I know food is constant. Food is not going to reject you. Food is not going to say negative things about you. Food isn't going to judge you. It's going to be present and silent and comfort you. It makes you feel good in that particular moment. Food doesn't ask you to step out of your comfort zone either. Food doesn't even challenge you. So it's a very easy coping mechanism for if you are battling loneliness. Um, I'm also sharing this too because I'm people don't believe me, but I do. I I I identify as an introvert, so this is also a big struggle for introverts to to get through to break through as well. So here is your your fix. This is not a quick fix. If you're eating because you're lonely, it's because you have issues with self worth, and I had issues with self worth. So in order for me to shift out of eating for loneliness, I had to do the work on my self worth. So some of the things that I had to work on was to be able to track my thoughts and 
I was able to take those thoughts and turn the opposite of those thoughts to something positive and then make an affirmation so that when those thoughts would arise, when I would feel lonely, that would trigger me to want to eat, I could then counter it with the affirmation. So let's just say something. I wrote down a couple of things that I had said. (laughs) They're funny, but they're not funny. I mean, they're funny now, but they weren't funny when I was saying it. I'm always alone. Um, Sometimes I could be really, really dramatic. And I know I'm not the only one. A lot of people tell me I'm extra sometimes too. Um, But I would think sometimes like, I'm always alone. Will I ever have somebody just for me, right? And you have to realize, look, Sharice, you're not in a vacuum. There are like 7 billion people on this earth. You talk to family and friends that love you dearly every single day. You, number one, are not alone. Number two, you don't live in a vacuum. And you do not need to disassociate yourself to feel alone. So my counter was, my life is always unfolding. And I have loved ones around me that are supporting and encouraging me. So that was an affirmation that I used to counter those feelings of loneliness. The second one, I hate my body, okay? Or I don't like my body. I don't like my stomach. I don't like my butt. I don't like whatever. Fill in the blank, the body part that you don't like. That's an affirmation. I mean, that's an affirmation that you would need to create to counter that. So I would say instead, I really care about my body. If you didn't care about your body, you wouldn't be trying to lose weight. You wouldn't be trying to work out. You wouldn't be trying to even listen to this podcast (laughs) or watch this video. So the mere fact that you're here and you're showing up means that you care. So reverse that statement that you hate whatever it is about your body and say, I really care about my body. Okay, it doesn't have to be like super crazy drastic because sometimes it's really hard for us to believe anything positive in those moments. So don't make it too shiny because your mind's gonna be like, you don't believe that. You know, make it something simple that you can actually believe that you can point to that's true. And like I said, you wouldn't be trying right now if you didn't care. That's very easy to support. All right, um, one of the other things I used to say is I'll probably be alone forever. Ah, that was probably the worst and hardest one. That one still tries to get me occasionally, every now and again, tries to come back. But I do shut it down. And one of the ways I would shut it down in the past is I would just say something very simple again, nothing grandiose, nothing like I would I say to myself right now, um, but you can say, hey, things are always changing. For uh, And that was my affirmation before I go into the rest of what I was going to say. Things are always changing. Forever is a very long time. And to commit yourself to solitude from now until you die is completely unrealistic. And I have to say that. But because we're magnifying, we, we have the ability to take our imaginations and magnify whatever we want to magnify and belittle whatever we want to belittle, we can just take this whole feeling of, of loneliness and cast that thing deep into our future. And then we're surprised when no one really wants to hang out with us, no one wants to be our friend, no one wants to date us, you know, family members don't really call you and ask you if you want to do anything because you've created this entire wall that you've set between yourself and those that love you or could love you or or are your friends and you've spoken these words out of your mouth and you've given them life. 
or you've thought them and you act them out and you still give them life. Be very, very, very careful what you say verbally and what you think in your mind because what you say and what you think is what you're going to live. If you don't want to live those things, don't say those things. And you can start with very simple affirmations to reverse them. All right, number two, this was like hard hitting for me in more areas than one. But uh, the second way, the other fix that I think you should work on is understand that you are actually gaining something by being alone. No, I know that's not what, what, what anyone wants to hear. Sharice, how am I gaining anything by being alone? I don't want to be alone. Oh, but let me tell you, yes, yes, you are gaining something by being alone. And this is something I had to work through myself. In life, our behaviors and our activities are either moving us away from pain or moving us toward pleasure. Everything we do move will move us to pleasure or move us away from pain. All of it. So... You choosing to be alone is moving you in one of two directions. And I'm going to tell you which direction it is. Yes, being alone is painful. But there are other things that you might have magnified in your mind that are more painful. For example, being alone is painful. But dealing with my social anxiety is more painful. Being alone is painful, but dealing with my trust issues is more painful. Do you see where I'm going with this? There's an opportunity that you gain. There's some comfort or security, albeit false, that you have told yourself that you gain from being alone. So you have to be willing to work through those. If you're trying to avoid intimacy because you don't want anyone to see who you really are because you don't think that you're really actually lovable, then you will tell yourself, I'm alone. I'll always be alone forever. I understand. I, I am you. You are me. We are her. Okay. We've, I've been there and you could totally come out. Trust me, this is something that you have to work on if you want to allow yourself to heal and to show up and to blossom and to live your purpose the way you were supposed to, the way you were destined to be. Listen to me, sister. There are people out there that want to see and know you and how amazing you are and the gifts that you have to share. Don't box yourself in. Don't set yourself to some uh, life of solitude because you have some issues that need to be healed. Listen to me. Do the work and get help if you need it. All right, let me let me get let me get back focused on this, the on the next one because I could just probably talk about that for an entire whole centered Sunday. All right, number five, which is the last one, is emotional comfort. Food fills so many spaces in the heart sometimes, and in the soul, y'all. In the soul, it, I mean, it, good good food it can touch you in your soul, right? Um. I would say it provides comfort. It can be, provide warmth. It can provide feelings of satisfaction. And so we look to have that when we can't find it in our everyday life. In relationships, at work, with friends. We will, we will find it. It's, it's a necessity, right? 
So you will figure out a way to get that into your life. So sometimes we will turn to food when we cannot find it in other places. Now, this is one here that I can't necessarily say is a complete quick fix. Um, but what I can say is that you got to find something to bring you warmth. What your, what your fix is here is to find something that brings you warmth, that brings you comfort, that brings you satisfaction. So if it's baths, if it's cuddling, if you're single, then maybe cuddling with your cat or your dog. Um, whatever it is that, that brings you that satisfaction that you would get from eating food. Find it in another way. All of this is about a pivot, a pivot, a pivot, a pivot. Where can you pivot? We don't have to continue in the same patterns and then be angry at ourselves and angry at other people because they're living their best life and somehow I'm not moving forward. These are all tools that we can use to dodge. And sometimes they sound so simple and you listen to them and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But to know and not do is to still not know. So, I encourage you, if you're watching this right now, to go back, jot down a couple things that you can use. If you want to focus on one, maybe boredom it might be your, your biggest problem or eating for emotional comfort or loneliness or stress. Whatever your biggest one is, focus on the big one because you can get more bang for your buck and jot down a couple ways that you can actually start to integrate some of this into your life. Now, uh, emotional eating, food disorders, those are real. So... I will always say, number one, seek a behavior therapist that can help you. There are so many therapists that, that focus on um, food, is, food eating issues that you can talk to that have way more uh, knowledge and experience to give you out, dig you out of a hole versus listening to you know a couple YouTube videos and reading an article. Sometimes we need more help and it's okay if we need more help. I've even personally sought out more help on one more than one occasion. So I want to encourage you to find the tools that work for you and let's do what we have to do so we can live our best life together. <laughs> I know you can do this. We can do this. All we have to do is try a little bit every single day. All right, that's it for my Centered Sunday for today. I'm super excited for all of you who have joined in on the 30-day challenge to work out three times a week for at least 45 minutes. If you haven't done so, please click the link with the YouTube playlist. The YouTube playlist says, Worth It, Worth It Workout. That's what it's titled. And I have the challenge there. And I'll put the videos that we're doing for the week on the playlist. So... If you didn't get a chance to, videos one and two are from last week and video videos two, three, and four, I think are this week. Yeah, I think it's two, three, and four. So join in. Let me know how that's going for you. If you're late on this, girl, don't even worry. This is all about you and building up yourself. So get in where you can fit in, right? As long as you do it, that's all that matters. So I would like to also encourage you guys to come join us in the private Facebook group where we get to chat. I've been sharing some of my workout videos um, or you could say some of my workout sweats. <laughs> I don't know. Share your thoughts, how you're feeling, how's the workout going? Are you sore? Are you tired? Did you learn some new technique? Did you find that you had deeper energy on workout three than you did on workout two? Let me know. I want to hear from you. So click the link and also come join us in the private Facebook group. And that is all I have for you. Ah, affirmations. So we're going to say our affirmations today. Say them after me. 
I am loved. I am wanted. And I belong. And let's say them together. I am loved. I am wanted. And I belong. That's it for me, beautiful sisters. Have an amazing week. Peace.